What's up everybody, Travis here, and I am so excited to be with you guys today. It's gonna be fun, we have a good talk that we're gonna be getting into, as well as some life updates, and I just hope that you get some value from this conversation. So as you know, I have been really into fragrances as of recently. I have been trying to get my nose on so much stuff, you guys, because I enjoy smelling all of these new scents, all of these different things, and there are designer fragrances, there are niche fragrances, there are cheap fragrances and hidden gems. And I remember years ago, my pastor, he said, men, you need to put on some cologne. You know, and I remember when he said that, I laughed, but I started thinking about it. And if you wanted to level up or become more attractive, whatever, you know, there's there's a few things you could do as a guy. You could go to the gym, uh, you know, you could get some muscles, you know, uh, you could lose some weight, you could do stuff like that. Um, but the, when it comes to personal care and grooming, there are there's some low-hanging fruit that I think we can all do to level up and become more attractive, right? So one of those things, you could comb your hair. Wow, what a concept. Me, I don't really, uh, you know, whenever you see me wearing a hat, that's because I didn't want to do my hair, you know, so that's just a major key. But you could put on some cologne, you know, you can put on some fragrance, and that instantly makes you more attractive. You know, so that's just something for the fellas. Hey, smell good. And the lady said, amen. But that being said, I just wanted to share some fragrances with you that I have been enjoying, and maybe you'll get a kick out of it. This first one that I'm gonna be talking about, and there's no affiliate stuff going on here. I'm just telling you guys some things that I have enjoyed as of recently. So I got this first one. It's Aspen by Coty, C-O-T-Y. Okay, and the reason I picked this up is because I had really been intrigued by this fragrance from the House of Creed called Green Irish Tweed, okay? That came out in the 80s, you know? And so when that one came out, it was wildly popular. And the thing about it is, with such a legendary fragrance, I just, I just knew I had heard people describing it and I was like, man, that would probably be right up my alley some people were saying it was like, you know, their favorite fragrance of all time. And so when I heard that this was a similar sort of vibe and cheap, I had to give it a shot. It's Eau de Cologne, Cologne Spray, and it only cost me like 10 bucks on Amazon. And it smells like you're going into a forest, but it has this aquatic vibe. It's like a green aquatic. And I think it's really cool. It doesn't last long. I mean, it probably lasts like it projects like 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes or something like that. And then after that, it becomes, you know, um, it dies down, dilutes a little bit. It doesn't project as much. And it eventually becomes a skin scent about, you know, an hour and a half or something like that. Um, but it's it's really refreshing. And I'll just spritz it on uh, just because it makes me happy, you know, every time I just want to smell it. So Aspen has been really cool. Another cheapie that I picked up is from Cremo, okay? I was at Target and I saw this Silver Water and Birch, okay? And Silver Water and Birch is kind of going for the Creed Silver Mountain water vibe, okay? And this one is a Eau de Toilette. That is the concentration. And so it's 100 milliliters, cost me like 20 bucks. 
Um, what I like about the Silver Mountain water thing is it's very refreshing. It has this metallic, inky sort of note that is very interesting. Um, I'm just a fan. This one has a woody accord, and I got a compliment the other day uh, when I was walking around. I said, man, what are you wearing? It smells so good. And it's, oh yeah, it's, it's this one. I picked it up from Target. Yeah, I want, I want to get that too. So um, the next ones that I picked up were from a company called Dossier. Okay, I've talked about them before. I've picked up some more of their stuff in the past. But they came out with a green Irish tweed uh, replica, their take on it. So it's called Green Verbena, and I had to give it a shot, you guys. I got two bottles, and I got a compliment for this the other day, and it was epic. Let me tell you all about it. So I have been running the live stream at church, and I'm in this back room, right, just like mixing the stuff or whatever, and someone walked by, and they were like, what's that smell? And so they came in the door, and they were like, I smelled something that smells great. Who is it? You know? And so she's going around sniffing people. And I told her, I'm like, it's probably me. She was like, oh my gosh, what are you wearing? And I said, you know, this, the green verbena from Dossier. And she was like, I love it. And this was from somebody who's in a back room, like not even interacting with people, just the scent trail, um, you know, it, it got me a compliment. And I think the other amazing thing about that situation was I wasn't choking out the people that were around me. You know, no one was like, man, that, that smells strong. Or, man, who's got on cologne? Like, you know, it it wasn't uh, <laughs> killing pe the people's noses that were around me, the people that I love, you know. So Green Verbena, um, take on Green Irish Tweed. That was really good. Another one that I got is Oriental Tobacco. And this is a take on Tom Ford's Tobacco Vanilla, okay? And I have been really into that combination, especially because of the winter. You got the sweet thing, but then that tobacco is a nice contrast because it's a very manly, masculine sort of scent, you know? And I got a decant of Tom Ford's like original one, and I can say that this one smells from my memory, identical to the Tom Ford decant that I bought um, about two years ago, you know? And this stuff, I sprayed it on my arm and it lasted a while. I was like, man, you know? Obviously, I'm not gonna be wearing this one as much. It's a very luxurious gourmand scent, tobacco, vanilla. You wanna dress this one up, you know? So you bust out your suit or something like this. Whereas, you know, the green verbena, this is very versatile, and the cool thing about both of these is they are eau de parfum, okay? So just to recap, we have eau de cologne, this is the Aspen, we have the silver water and birch, which is eau de toilette, and then we have the eau de parfum from Dossier. What's the difference? Well, the difference is the concentration of the oils, okay? So generally, the more concentrated the oils, the longer it's gonna last. But the thing about it is, that isn't always necessarily the best thing because the eau de toilettes, because they might not be as concentrated, but some of them project better, okay? So if it lasts longer, but nobody can smell you, that isn't a win, 
You know, that, that just isn't a, a win situation. But when it lasts a long time and the people can smell you, now that's a win-win. So don't get too hung up about the concentration. You know, some people only buy eau de parfums um, because, oh, they last longer. But some of the eau de parfums actually, you know, don't last as long as eau de toilettes. And they don't project as much. You know, um, Sauvage by Dior, I've heard that the eau de parfum, it lasts longer, but it sits close to the skin. It doesn't project, so you can't smell it as good. So anyways, you know, that's just some fragrance facts, some fast fast facts um, about fragrances for you guys, just to kind of let you know um, about the amateur nose you know, and the journey and just learning about this whole world. Um, another thing that I have really enjoyed is my workout studio F45 that I recently signed up for. They haven't opened up the studio yet. And obviously there is a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, you know, we just got over the cold in Houston, but we have been meeting on Saturdays and we've been working out and that has been really good. So Everything's sore, you know, but I feel great. Surprisingly, my wrist was bugging me, but now it doesn't hurt as much. So uh, praise God. Another thing that health-wise I have been really into um, is gut health, okay? And a lot of people have been talking about it, inflammation and learning about this whole world. Um, There's a guy, I really enjoy his stuff, and I only put you on to him because I believe that um, he's a resource. Dr. Stephen Gundry. And, you know, just look up some of his stuff about lectins. But, man, I am invested. And I got this total restore, 60 days worth of capsules. And I am a big proponent of what I call the 60-day sprint. Okay, you can change your life for the rest of your life in 60 days. So I'm going to be doing this for the next 60 days and see how I feel, you know, if it's something that I want to keep on doing. Um because I like the results and I'm sleeping better and my stomach doesn't feel bloated and all that kinds of stuff, then I'll keep on doing it. But um, if not, you know, I, I just, I did my due diligence and um, I'm taking care of my temple, my body that the Lord has entrusted me with. So, you know, that's just some some things. The 60 day sprint is real. I mean, I remember when I was going from eighth to, eighth to ninth, I remember, <laughs> I can't talk right now. I remember when I was going from eighth to ninth grade and I wanted to be skinny and wear the skinny jeans and stuff. I was overweight and obese. I weighed 190 pounds. I was about 5'7". And I remember I just wanted to go into high school skinny, you know? So I took two months that summer, 60 days, and I started walking and then when I got enough, up enough endurance, I started jogging and then I started running and uh, I lost like 60 pounds, you know, over the course of two weeks. Um, so I really believe in these 60 day sprints. And, uh, you know, if it's something that you want to do for anything, you know, maybe you want to do a 60 day sprint for your finances, um, your future self will thank you. Maybe you want to do a 60 day sprint for your health. You, man. Your health is wealth, you guys. Take care of yourself. Um, yeah, so if it's something you want to do, hey, you know, change something for 60 days and see if you like the results. 
The last thing and the big topic that I kind of want to talk about is this idea that I'm going to call paint and progress, okay? And so I want to tell you guys a story and kind of let you know the headspace that I've been in um, the last few months or whatever, and uh, you'll get a kick out of it. So I have this truck, okay? And I got this truck and... At first, I really enjoyed having a truck. It was cool. It was, you know, it was new to me and it was in good condition. Um, but I was, as I was driving this truck, after a while, I just started getting tired of it, you guys. And I started looking at, you know, some friends, cool cars and stuff like that, cool newer cars. And I had this old truck. And I just kept on thinking to myself, man. I just want something else, you know, I want something cool, I deserve to have a cool truck, um, you know, and I just, I felt this way about it, but I had been listening to Dave Ramsey, and that's a good thing, you know, Dave's the guy, he'll tell you, sell the car, you know, buy a cash car, drive it around, but then invest your money, because you want to get assets, not, not liabilities, right, so you want your money, to be in something that's appreciating because a car, you know, when you buy a car, you buy it and as soon as you buy it, it instantly starts to depreciate. But what's worse is your money is depreciating at the same time because of inflation. So you spend a bunch of money and you keep on paying it towards something that's losing value and then your money's losing value. It's better to put your money into stocks and, you know, or an asset that is going to be gaining, not depreciating. So I say all that to say, maybe you have a car note. I'm not coming after you. I'm not even telling you you need to do anything different. But this was the guy that I really respected. And I was, you know, allowing him to speak into my life. And I was really consuming his content. And one side of me was, man, I just feel stuck in this truck. But I'm not stuck in the truck. I'm stuck in my finances. Because I haven't done the things I've needed to do to take care of my business. Luckily, I didn't have any debt, but I didn't have any savings either, you know? So just to take the opportunity to build wealth, you know? I wasn't stuck in my truck. I was stuck in my habits of spending, you know? Wow, that's a revelation right there in in and of itself. But I'm glad I was listening to Dave And so I ended up telling my dad, I said, dad, you know, I do want a new vehicle, but I want to get something reasonable. I don't want to spend a bunch of money. You know, I was telling him I'll probably get an older Corolla or Camry because those things are bulletproof. And he said, son, my buddy's got a Honda Civic. And if you're interested in it, I'll tell him that you want it. And I was like, wow, really? He was like, yeah, just let me use the truck, I'll take the truck, you take the car, and then you'll have a new car that gets better gas mileage, and you'll be good to go. He said, one thing, son, the car is a stick shift. It's a manual. And I remember when he told me that, I got nervous and excited all at the same time. Because I had been watching the Fast and the Furious movies, and when you see them shifting the gears and stuff, It just seems so cool, right? Like, man, I'm going to be Fast and the Furious in my little Civic, you know, being all cool or whatever. So I ended up meeting him up and uh, I saw the Civic. And you guys, this Civic, it it was as old as my truck, basically. 
Um, it had paint peeling on the hood, and then it had these scratches on the driver's side door. And I remember he hadn't got it from his friend yet, but he looked at me um, after I had, you know, shift. I learned how to shift the gears in the parking lot or whatever, and I was still getting used to it, but he was like, son, so what do you think? Do you want it? And this was actually the opportunity that I could have said no. No, dad. I do not want this car. Um, you know, but in the moment, I just was thinking, okay, well, he's my dad. Like, I know he has my best interests at heart, so I'll just go ahead and say yes. Well, truthfully, I'm grateful. And dad, if you're watching this, I'm grateful for the car. It really has taught me how to drive a standard and um, I've learned responsibility, I guess, somewhat from owning it. But I really could have and should have said no. But I said yes, you know, so, you know, it's neither here nor there. But as I started to drive this Civic around with the paint peeling, I kept on thinking to myself, man, I have a different car and I thought my truck was the problem. And now I'm in this car and I'm still frustrated. And I remembered the Civic ended up, you know, needing some work done to it. So I took it to the shop. It was overheating, you know, so I got the truck back. And I remember when my dad got me that truck, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this car is awesome. This is the best truck. The paint on this truck is great. It's in great condition. The truck is so reliable. And I started seeing all of these things that I now appreciated about the truck on the other side, you know? It's like, man, at first I was frustrated with it. I was stuck in my truck. And as soon as I started driving this little Civic, I was looking at this truck with new eyes. And, you know, I think we can all relate to that. We all have an area where we feel like we're stuck and we're not making any progress. Um, maybe it's the house that you're in. Maybe it's the friends that you're around. Maybe it's the job that you have. You just feel stuck. And I just want to challenge you like, hey, you know, maybe look at it with new eyes. And so what I ended up doing with the truck, I fixed a few things up on it. I shined the headlights. I, I spray painted some clear coat on there. I got the headlights looking good. And then the front bumper piece, it had, you know, a paint color that matched the body or whatever. So I ended up spraying that and putting some clear coat on it because it was peeling a little bit. So I put some paint on that and I looked at the truck and I said, man, I feel like I made progress. You know, I don't feel, I don't feel stuck anymore because this thing, it got better. It's like, whoa, like, and then what's cool is I ended up finding a guy um, on Facebook and I said, hey, can you paint the Civic? You know, so I'm getting a fresh coat of paint on the Civic and I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm not stuck. Like this is getting better. I'm making progress. So I say all that to say, hey, maybe your situation ain't that bad. You just need to look at it through new eyes um, so you can see the opportunities that are in front of you and make some progress if you're not making progress or realize like, hey, I actually am making progress. Like I'm not driving a the coolest car maybe right now, but I'm getting my finances on lock. And maybe that's your 60 day sprint. You know, maybe that's something that you're going for that you're sprinting on. And I just want to tell you on the other side, it's worth it. As somebody who's in the process making progress, right? And the thing about it is, 
I'll say this from personal experience. I feel like every time I get a personal project done, I wanna do another project. I get consumed with another project. Some of us are just like progress junkies, you know, so. Anyways, ah, maybe that's you, I don't know. But yeah, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation, that you got some value out of it. Maybe you identified with it. Maybe, you know, you had fun laughing along, laughing at me or with me or whichever, you know. But um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed and I'll talk to you soon. All right, later, bye.